Good evening, everyone, and Hey-o. welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're talking about Critters 3 because it is Critters it Month. It is Critters Month. Uh, we are both totally, totally, totally zonked out. <sighs> Uh, it's, it's a bit of a day. <laughs> it's been a bit of a day for Matt, especially. Yeah. Uh, I just happened to have a day that has lasted me like I think I'm on hour thirteen of being at work, <laughs> so I'm a little, I'm a little tired. But uh, Matt, on the other hand, is uh, yeah, I, I, a I real some, trooper. I had some dumb stuff. I didn't sleep last night at all. But well, who is, cares? Yeah, you know what matters? Not that critters matter. Crites. Yes. Kill Kreitz. Uh, we new, a, now with new and improved spin dash action. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk a lot about that. <laughs> there's there's a whole lot that I have to talk about about this. This is the place to do it. I even I was so I was so upset about this. I I turned into fucking Joe Rogan, uh, and we went full conspiracy theory on the origin of Sonic the Hedgehog, nah. and it is a hundred percent. I was like, oh look, they're doing the Sonic the Hedgehog but- thing. Oh, interesting. That dash didn't happen in Sonic the Hedgehog until a year after this game, until this movie came out. Oh. You couldn't make that move that makes the exact same, same sound. sound. Yeah, like a buzzsaw, huh? Oh, my God. Is Sonic a crite? 100%. I, this is a hill I will die on. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is a crite. Oh. Period. I... I plan to prove this point by the end of this podcast. Oh, he does chug dish soap at the end of every level. Just like... <laughs> and when you cut him in half, he bubbles. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever done the level where you dissect Sonic, like... Oh, those aren't rings when he gets hit. Those are bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Those are dish soap bubbles. <laughs> dish soap bubbles. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. I would love... I cannot find anything where anyone is making any connections to these things, but the dates work out so that... Uh, First off, Critters came out before Sonic. Okay. And wow, second I would, off, I would have that spin way. dash is not a reference. If anything, Sonic is a reference to the spin dash in this movie. Gotcha. Huh? Because part two is the first time you can use the spin dash move. And that came out a year after this. And technically, uh, this movie came out or uh, Sonic 1 came out the same year as this movie. Okay. So... Literally, there have been two Critters movies before Sonic the Hedgehog came out in the U.S. And I think in Japan as well. So I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying what the what entire Sonic Rabbit hole. the entire Sonic world is hole. thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and that is that when you play Sonic the Hedgehog, what you're really playing is a Critters video game, and it makes playing Sonic the Hedgehog a hundred times better. <laughs> so. That is, <laughs> that's it. But again, we're on a time, we're, we have, we have time constraints tonight. I don't want to. Uh, it's just one thing after another today. I don't want to really, I, listen, <laughs> you've got a, you've got a hard out at uh, 930. So yeah. we will get you there because you've got to do interviews, press junket, <laughs> etc. all of those things. I'm going to spin dash back to the station. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's start it off. Okay. Love this intro. Super fast and fast and dirty, but there's a little cartoon Sonic the Hedgehog crate that goes <laughs> and like creates the Critters Three logo. He yep. just kind of spins around and, and that's it. Get, and that's all we get. But I love it. I think it's really fun. Uh, okay, so we open with a family having a delightful drive in their camper. What the hell are they singing? I, 
This I I'm, cigarette trees and the farmers <laughs> have wooden legs and the dogs have rubber teeth. For the, all the world reminded me of nothing more than Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, yep. Found a peanut. Found <laughs> a peanut. Oh, they found a peanut. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. It's very. It's a very strange opening. Uh, but we meet our dad. And we should also mention that this movie is the first Critters movie written by the Chiodo brothers. Oh, really? I didn't notice so, that. So, yeah, they've never done that before. Nah. You know, the only other thing that they had done was uh, Killer Clowns and, like, some shorts and things. So so it's interesting. I would have expected more from them. I would have, As writers. Too. I would have thought that... I would have thought that we would have gone full Gremlins 2 on this, and it would have been just like yeah. gag after gag after gag after gag. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. There's less gags in this one than there are in part two. I mean, And part the ones two, that there are, they're just not funny. They're not that funny in this one. How there's, do you, there's some good stuff. There but, is some good stuff, but there, there's there's a lot of misses, I feel. The, drinking the dish soap and the bubbling, and it was fun, <laughs> whatever. When it, it pays off when it gets cut in half. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was fun. But uh, you're right that it is not the, it's somehow less gag intensive than part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so they're they're having their fun little <laughs> sing along and then they have a really dramatic blowout in their left front tire, right front tire. And uh, he's dad's like, eh, we're only a half mile away from the rest area. Let's <laughs> ride <laughs> there <laughs> on the rim. Now, well, I mean, this is the same dad that just doesn't seem to put too much importance on brakes either when those go out like hey uh, we have no brakes we have no hey, brakes excuse me um, we hey, have no brakes hey, we're we, we coming got no in brakes. hot <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna crash into your truck is that cool is that cool okay okay i'm doing it yeah yeah if there's <laughs> if there's any kids in the in the way i'm sorry yeah. uh no brakes <laughs> tell their families that uh they they'll be missed anyway uh i just want to watch a situational comedy <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, dad's dad's in a rough place. Dad's in an interesting rough place after the death of his uh, of his wife. He has the way that he chooses to disassociate is very modern as opposed to like this is a uh, this is the way that modern people of the internet age disassociate. It wasn't a thing that was going on <laughs> in the early 90s. Not a lot of us chose to disassociate through screens back then. <laughs> Now, yeah. we're all disassociating yeah. that way. Just get us out of this reality. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he says, fuck it, rides the rest of the way on the rim. They pull over, and uh, there's a real fast little little exposition dump. This was, a, you could tell that this was an early writer, like someone who wasn't too experienced with the... With You're talking about this movie. Well, kind of the whole thing, but <laughs> yeah. I mean the dialogue here where it's like, we need an exposition dump to explain it. Hey, you know that since your mother died, I've been yeah. doing this thing and my work at this, and also my last name is this, and here's my address, and also <laughs> if you need my social security number, it's on this card, and it's just like, it's unnatural dialogue yep. where they just tell what we need to know to get us forward, and it doesn't, There's. it's so unnatural, It's it's clunky as fuck but it's over fast so it's okay uh, they've just been on vacation and Johnny the little is the little brother and he yep. runs off but he hasn't really learned how to play by himself very well <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like uh, I've got a frisbee yep. I'll play frisbee by, by myself, myself. <laughs> get it oh, oh crap <laughs> oh right if I throw it into the woods no one's going to catch it for me <laughs> says little Johnny uh, and he just stands there staring at his lost frisbee going, fuck, that was dumb. 
and he's contemplating going down to retrieve his frisbee, but he's saved from the rabid badgers that Leonardo DiCaprio is positive live down there to that, eat children. But he doesn't seem to care about when he has to go down. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he just grabs that kid who he's never met before, like something yeah. that in a modern age... Like, look, watching this scene, it's like, oh, shit, yeah, stuff like this could have happened back then and nobody would have cared. Yeah. But, like, now that would have been, like, seven state troopers would have arrived <laughs> and carted Leo away. But he wasn't meaning anything bad by it. And so they all started playing a game of Frisbee when Leo throws the Frisbee super hard right into that same woods he was warning Johnny to not go into. He's such a dick. So but, this seems weird, though. But he does have a sweet gotcha shirt. Oh, that, yeah. That I loved. <laughs> so Leo goes and he says, I'll go get the Frisbee. And this seems really weird because now once he's got to go down it, there's like four other kids in the background of this whole scene. Yeah. And they all just start coming over, too, to go with everybody down this. Yeah, they got to fight a rabid badger. It's like, what, what, who are these other kids? Who invited you guys? What are you doing? <laughs> they just trail it's, along to like pepper the scene full of kids that had nothing to do so with the, weird. It's so weird. And they never, they ne- none of them have any lines. They meet no. Charlie when they get down there. The other kids don't say anything. They just stand there. It's impressive. They have, they have absolutely nothing to do. And even after meeting the weirdest person in the world, they're like completely silent. And, yep. <laughs> and just walk away. Matter. But don't worry. <laughs> The most important plot point, I believe, is the product placement for mug root beer yes. here. Where it's good stuff. It's Charlie's favorite. It's tr- that's my favorite root it's beer. It's a drink of choice mug. for intergalactic bounty hunters. <laughs> he practically Wayne's worlds it towards the yeah. camera when that whole thing goes down. You can have the rest of my mug root beer. Thanks. It's the it's my favorite. <laughs> wow, that creamy flavor that really goes down smooth. It's so much better than Barks. <laughs> Fuck Barks. <laughs> Yeah, the truck looks right at the camera. Fuck barks. You know who likes barks? Christ. Christ. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, they're all they're all down there, and this is insane. What is this? Through machinations, I cannot begin to grasp. Charlie explodes out of the ground. He is thrust explosively there's no, a, yeah, there's there no is a literal explosion and he jumps out of the ground on a pneumatic catapult <laughs> boom what <laughs> and he didn't like i mean it's kind of on brand for him like if he sure. accidentally set something off but he doesn't yeah, yeah, say yeah. he did that at all no, he's like no. oh sorry i was just trying to i was building these new crate killer bombs and one went off he doesn't say he, there's no explanation to why this, he just flew out of the ground i like mean that. i like it it's a great way to surprise a crate yep. if you needed to I, one of the things, speaking of them not having a lot of experience in writing scripts, one of the things I would have loved to have had dropped here would have been, I followed Kreitz here, you should look out for Kreitz. Yeah, there's no... It, instead, it, of, instead of just like, these things exist and it's bad, the reason... Just explain why you yeah. left the town that you are sheriff of. He's wearing his badge. You still have the badge. You are clearly the sheriff of that fucking town, and instead you're you're dressed like a fucking dollar store ghostbuster, and you're like <laughs> in the middle of the woods with a pneumatic catapult underground, underground in a spider hole where you just jump out and startle children. <laughs> yeah, are you trying to get shot? <laughs> Local pervert shot. Yeah, exactly. No one cared. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
No details needed. The thing with this movie that I find weird in correlation with the other ones is that it it does have a sense of continuation, but it also just makes up shit willy-nilly. Agree. So Charlie pops out of the ground, asks these kids if they believe in monsters, and gives Johnny a Krite-detecting crystal that's going to turn green when Krites are around. I got a crazy idea. What about the technology that we've already seen in this fucking series? A pager. The little pager that he's always had. But he he tells him that the bounty hunters gave him a bunch of these crystals to give out, and he's already given out a bunch, but I have a few more. Here's one for you. But like, yeah. What are you talking about? You were never given... The bounty well, hunters flew away at the last end. I mean, they we never gave you anything. We just never saw it. Okay. It happened, it happened off screen. Mm. It's fine. I don't know. It is it's weird. weird. It yeah, is weird. Just give him a communicator like the first movie, then you have the same thing established. But it also... it It does... In defense... It gives them an opportunity to be in danger. Where if it was a communicator and they could be like, hey, uh, bounty okay. hunter, come save us. Yep. Then you wouldn't have any kind of dramatic tension for the scenes when they're actually like, fuck, what are we going to do? If they're just like, eh, push the button. It would be just like part two when he's like, oh, I got the remote control. Bing. Yep. Wall <laughs> blows up and then they show up. So I think it's I think it's fine. But it is, again, it's just it's. It, Charlie definitely learned to sh- blow up a wall first and see if anybody's yeah. on the other side of it later. <laughs> Trick from the last one in this one. I mean, well, when it comes to crates, you can't be too careful. Yeah, or fast. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, he gets he gets that little crystal from the from Superman's Fortress of Solitude, and it turns green whenever crates are around. I guess only after they hatch, because it didn't go off in the truck. It doesn't notice eggs. It's yeah. only the it's only the full-blown crites that it recognizes and i mean they uh, had the technology to recognize every single crite egg in the galaxy but they (laughs) yeah there's there's a bit of that that's a little weird but whatever it allows us to have another critters movie so i'm all for it uh so we get we have a big long flashback where he explains all of his stuff and we learn about all of the other critters movies and it makes sure that lynn shay does actually appear in this movie which is important. She makes a brief cameo as her past self from other yep. movies. Um, and that's cool. It's cheap. So they, uh, after all of this, the kids are like, oh, that's great. Thank you so much for your information. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then they take off. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye, dum-dum. And, uh, and Charlie's like, hey, Leonardo DiCaprio, you're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> You're not going to get an Oscar for a really long time. Yeah. There are going to be several other people in this franchise getting Oscar nominations before you. And this is still going to be your best movie ever. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Four Academy Award nominations for the Critters franchise. Really? Come on, man. That's pretty good. If you count Billy Zane's ensemble. I mean, he yeah. was he He's was part it. of the uh, the Titanic ensemble, which was yep. best ensemble cast. So yeah, that makes three. Uh, that's uh, Brad Dorf too. Brad Dorf, uh, Viola Davis, no Angela Bassett. Oh yeah, um, we haven't got there yet though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that'll that's, be next that's episode. Next week. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, anyway, amazing. This series, full of gold. <laughs> uh, like, okay, like this. Uh, listen, <laughs> we were talking about this. I still like this I movie. came around. I did not like it the first few yesterday. Today, I liked it a little bit more, but I'm also on no sleep. <laughs> I, I would definitely say that this is 
it grew on me a little bit. I haven't seen part four for a very long time, but I think this is probably the weakest entry in yep. the series. Uh, but it still it still warms my heart, and I every time they redesign the Krites, it makes me really happy because I like a different Krite design because yep. they look fucking cool. I like the one with the bleach stripe in this one. Like there's a bunch like of stripe. Cool Listen, don't even start with me. <laughs> there are no there's no comparison between this movie and Gremlins. Okay. I don't, those two movies are completely separate. Yeah, totally. Even though evidently they both come out of the script, the abandoned script for a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, really? So, yeah, apparently this is all, these are all leavings from some sort of... Leavings. Yes, these are all like <laughs> cast-off ideas from a horror movie that was supposed to be the follow-up to Close Encounters. Interesting. Yeah, really weird, weird story. Uh, listen to the comics podcast to hear more about that. Neat! <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. We get uh, Critter POV headed towards the RV, and this time, our Critters, the, one of the biggest changes is that they make a fuck ton of noise they are non-stop vocalizing the entire oh, yeah. time they're very they much sick <laughs> i mean yeah they, they're not in as great shape as the last critters <laughs> these guys need maybe a little more cardio is all i'm saying but they do remind me a bit more of gremlins this time around because they definitely are doing that thing that gremlins do oh, yeah. where they're <laughs> I just don't understand where they came from because they got them all last time. They lay eggs fast as <laughs> fuck too. That is interesting. And they have super egg detectors, but they missed all these, I guess, when they left last time. Yeah. And they clearly are scanning every planet in the cosmos. Yeah. But I think later on we're going to find out a little more about this, that there's a little more to this Galactic Council than we have previously thought. Ooh. There's a little Weyland-Yutani action going on. Well, I'm looking forward to next week. Up in the upper echelons that maybe they don't want to get rid of the Krites because they are very effective weapons. Ah. Mm, who knows? Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Uh, do, do, do. Oh, that's right. Uh, Leo, uh, Josh is Leonardo DiCaprio's name. Uh, Josh has stolen one of Charlie's weird electric bullets. Yeah. So I thought that was going to be a huge plot point. No. And it turns out to mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like later on, the girl has it when she's fussing with the gun. Yeah. But it's like you could have just been given one at the same time because that was your whole purpose was to fix the gun yeah he's so got like, other bullets <laughs> it could have just you could have just unjammed it and it had a bullet in it like i don't yep. <laughs> anyway that's not important either but anyway uh we got the the lord of the rings sting glowing thing that can detect orcs or whatever and got that done they all go their separate ways. Uh, Johnny and Annie go back to their dad, who's just finished changing the tire, and he yells at them for absolutely nothing. And uh, they're like, you ran away. Uh, I could have gone and looked for you, but I'm too much of a dumbass. And blah, blah, blah. You know, is and what we he meet, we meet we meet Leo's dad here, too, that we'll see later on, who's a hard yes. ass. Who is an interesting choice of look for him. Yeah, uh, it's like to be like, oh, this is the really bad, bad guy, and he looks just like John Waters, uh, on like a, uh, a beefier John Waters. on a yacht, right? He, he <laughs> looks like like rich John Waters. Yes, and he's got the sweater tied around his shoulder because he's a bad guy. Sure, 
John Waters does that occasionally too. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's it's a weird look. The pencil thin mustache yeah. is a very strange choice for him. Uh, but he's a jerk. That's important. Uh, and also, uh, we find that they have changed the the goo that they're using for Krite eggs on this movie. The formula has changed, and now it's like uh, those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pudding pies from the 90s. Oh, yeah. It's like those. it's like vanilla pudding with green food coloring in it, basically. <laughs> and everything they touch is vanilla food. <laughs> vanilla pudding with green food coloring. Uh, so we find a bunch of eggs are stuffed under the floorboard of the RV. They're taking oh, a ride. No. To, they're taking a ride to the big city. Where yes. We, so where is this? They were in the Grand Canyon. Oh, who Did knows? They rode man. that rickety truck from there to what city are they in now? Uh, Vancouver. Where the uh, hell is Charlie there from Grover's Bend telling him about that? Like Where is Grover's Bend? Uh, Kansas. Oh, it is. Uh then it's So Charlie's Kansas a long city. way from home. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> uh, or they're a long way from the Grand Canyon, but this looks Arizona y. Like, it does. Uh, but then they go to like a, a city that looks New York-y. I'm just going to say, my uh, my American geography is worse than my world geography, <laughs> and that's not great. So yeah, oh, mine's terrible, too. It's somewhere in there. Kansas is probably next to Utah. Sure. I don't know, maybe. Works for me. Or Texas. I'm not going in there anyway, so Florida, I don't really care. Or Maine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those. Ooh, I know that last one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could find it on a map if I tried really <laughs> hard. Anyway, uh, okay. So, after we see all the eggs, we cut to what looks exactly like the apartment building from the first Troll movie, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, you know what? You know what this movie also has vibes of? That, that thing in the 90s where there was like a rundown apartment where somebody was trying to get the people out of there. Oh, yeah. Uh, like yeah. batteries not included and uh, the super. Oh, absolutely. Both two ones. This this one falls into that weird genre vibe where they were always doing that back then. Like, we got to get mean, these tenants out of this apartment to build a mega mall. There was a thing. I mean, there there were there was a thing going on in New York City that was like making people want to talk about that phenomena because they literally were doing terrible things and they were like hiring goons to threaten oh, families really? and huh. burning down houses and shit because like. I mean, listen, not to not to politicize, but Trump was definitely in the middle of a bunch of those kind of things at the time. Good thing little robots saved everybody. But luckily, robots saved everyone. So <laughs> it was like there was just kind of a, a thing where landlords were doing crazy shit to get people out of their apartments because they had because rent control was in place. And they were like, we can't make any money. They're paying two hundred dollars a month for an apartment. If that's we build worth, a new apartment, we can charge a thousand. Exactly. For it. Gotcha. Then they're no longer stuck in that same yeah. that same deal. So if we burn it to the ground, or if we threaten them all and get them out, or whatever else, make them feel afraid to be there, like was being done in Harlem. Can you imagine doing that to anybody? No, so I can't. Weird, man. People are fucking awful. Yep. So that's but not you guys. Thanks for listening. Yes, the people who listen to this are nice, and we like them. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> let's see. Okay. We meet our handyman, and I don't know if, like, we were getting lots of... Were we getting lots of reruns of One Day at a Time? Because this dude is, like, dressed like a punk rock version of Schneider uh, from love, One Day at a Time. I love this guy. Oh, my God. His, his Frank. New hey, York, I'm Frank. I'm hey, a, New York I'm Italian a, I'm accent. A, I'm a handy guy. I'm a handyman <laughs> guy. Hey, see. I do like it. He does. He has that, like... I like it because I can't do it, but he has that Joe Pesci where it's that, that yeah, really yeah. sneery kind of version <laughs> of the, the New York Italian accent. I like it a lot. Uh, he's he's a terrible stereotype that yep. reflects badly on an entire group of people, but he's adorable. 
Um, anyway. Snappy dresser. I, I did like that. Pin game on point. <laughs> he's got that awesome t-shirt that... Skull uh, yeah, the, poker top hat shirt there. That uh, Slash always used to wear. Yep. Uh, anyway, okay. So he's wandering around. His name is Frankie. He's wandering around with a goldfish. He, it's Mario's goldfish. That guy moving out. Because Mario's like, can you help me move some stuff to my car? And he's and like, yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm not hey, going to help you move this bed, but I'll carry your fish. I'll carry this fish. And I'm not even going to take the stairs. I'm going to ride in the elevator that I keep saying is broken, but I can use it. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I'm a bad guy, huh? He's a bad guy. Uh, so we run. Uh, he runs into Marsha, who is riding a motorcycle, and she's a pretty tough lady. She's very, very masculine. Uh, she works for the phone company and she's tough and she says sh- some shit and they say some shit. And there's some sexual banter. It's dumb. Yes. He he says something about checking out my, hey, why don't you check my phone line? It's in the basement. Oh, I don't get it. That doesn't make much sense. <laughs> Maybe my penis is a long strand of cord. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Hey. hey? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's this bad. Andrew Dice's clay dating guide isn't doing me any favors. <laughs> um, so it, it, she makes she makes a great like middle school comeback. Something about oh, I check it out, but I don't have a microscope. Yep. Oh, it's like uh, God, your wiener's wh- small, ha! Huh? We're old people. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you guys are adults. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both of you are adults. Anyway, okay. Uh, the family in the RV has no brakes. It's no big deal. But they've been going the whole way with no brakes. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. They've just been crashing and just... They don't even need tires. <laughs> <laughs> they just skid in and just sparks flying as they just <laughs> descend. The entire thing explodes. Uh, but we also see that there's a cracked egg underneath their RV. And some of that delicious pudding has leaked out everywhere. And then we get some uh, critter vision as one of them... Blows through a window and disappears Jumps into, the into the basement of the apartment. Yep. Yep. And uh, Frank's Frank sees Annie's dad going into the building, and he's like, eh, "You're, You're next. next." Yeah, because he's gonna. Because we find out that Frank's getting paid by the evil landlord to ruin everybody here. That he's planting rats in their apartment and making it unlivable and forcing everybody out. And he's getting the money for it. It's like. He's got four rats. He's not making it unlivable in New York, dude. Four <laughs> rats does not make it unlivable, and those are like little cute rats. Who gives oh, yeah. a shit, man? Uh, He's like, hey, I gotta upgrade to crates. <laughs> yes, that will make it unlivable. <laughs> so, it turns out that Annie and Johnny have to live with their grandparents because Dad is incapable of caring for them. Uh, no, those are just their old neighbors. I don't think that's their grandparents at all. Are you sure? Yeah, it's just the menches. The the men the menchers or something like that. Sure. The okay. Mengees. They're the Mengees. What a. Yeah, you guys could stay with the Mengees while I go ride the trains everywhere. <laughs> Sounds like a horrible alien race. Yeah, it's not their grandparents. It's okay, just just, just a nice old, old couple that live in the building that watches them. Yeah. Cause... And the grandpa is a conspiracy theory nut. Perfect. Which is great because he knows the story of Grover's Bend. He does. Uh, Annie tells the crazy story to the to the grandparents and is like, I heard this crazy person who said all the blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, Grover's, Grover's Bend. Bend. That reminds me of my crazy collection of whatever conspiracy magazines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
I love this scene where <laughs> grandma's like, or old lady is like, and I made you fellas something really nice. And you look over there and it's like three table talk pies yeah. that she <laughs> bought at the corner store, three for a buck. And yeah. It's like, thanks, grandma. No, those are I, homemade tarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You slaved over those fucking <laughs> table talks. I'm, I'm sure. But uh, you know what? I would still appreciate it. Yeah. Grandma didn't need to lie. I would have appreciated a table talk pie just as much as anything else. I like those things. They're delicious. Fucking A. Um, let's see. Frankie feeds his rats that he uses to drive people out of the building, and he openly <laughs> discusses the evil plans that they have on the phone with the landlord, which seems odd. Mm. Uh, we see Critter Vision watching him from the corner, and we get the gremlin noises. And then Frank hears it, and he's like, "Oh, you stupid rat! Go upstairs and do yeah. your job." And he smacks on the on the vent, and the critter's like, "Well, oh, authoritative voice. I'll listen to him, I yeah. guess." <laughs> the first time the critters have ever been like, "Oh, I, oh, okay. I don't know. He seems to be in charge. I guess I'll listen to this." Oh, guy. Has anybody really talked to him like that before? That's a good point. I never tried that. Oh my god! Do you think that it's just you need to like They're like dogs? They sense fear. Everybody's like running. If they would just be like, "Hey, stop!" They'd be like, oh, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> you just need to pull alpha moves with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. You'd think that Frank would do that more often. Okay. Uh, the family sits down to dinner, and we learn that Dad's got to leave for his train job. He's got like a yeah. Mister Conductor outfit. Yeah, from yeah. Shining Time Station. This this <laughs> we spend so much time with this family drama here, which is really funny because it's just like. She's all pissed because he's not spending time with them. But, like, they just got back from vacation. Like, they've been together for how long? However long. Crammed in that car singing rubber leg dog songs. Like, about cigarette trees. About, yeah. Guys. You've had time with Dad. Let him watch his moronic situational comedy and sleep the sleep of the dead. Yeah, Jesus. Leave God, him the fuck alone. Right he had to drive this whole way yeah. with screaming idiot children. God. <laughs> I love that they're painting him as the villain here. Yeah. I think maybe I've just hit a certain age where I'm like, these kids are the villain of this story. <laughs> yes. Well, they make the dad seem like the... Vi- you know what they do here? They make the dad seem like an alcoholic without giving him Without alcohol. giving him any booze, yeah. He's just like, ah, I just want TV. Leave me alone. I'll worry about that tomorrow. He's like, oh, I'm going to have a nice mug root beer here. Yeah. <laughs> and he never... Yeah, it's interesting. It definitely is. He passes out on the couch. He just wants TV. Just ignore family, ignore problems. Like, they totally make him like a... Which, again, would work fine if it was a normal day. But it's the day it after just, he just drove however many day. miles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's unfair to... Yes. <laughs> Annie is a jerk. Annie's a jerk. <laughs> Let your dad watch some Will and Grace. <laughs> what was I like back then? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to answer that yeah. question? Hey, Matt, what was I like five years ago? <laughs> the same way you are now, basically, only, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're selling me comics and shit. Yeah, it's, uh, pretty much the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, we meet the next door neighbor, Lady Rosie, who drops her clothes down the laundry chute. This is weird. Is this a group laundry chute? There's no basket at the bottom of it. There's no router. It's just in the middle of the hallway. Like it's weird. It's like it's more like a trash chute that they're pretending is a laundry chute. Yeah, and she's going just down there anyway. Why don't we just carry your clothes? I don't know. 
I don't know either. I mean, if you had like four baskets of clothes, I could that see. That would make sense. It yeah. would be convenient to be able to so dump them down. Here's there. another thing that I'm like, what? Like, she yeah. drops her clothes down. We go to the basement and Frank's down there. And he's and he, fondling her bra. He's already made fun of her for being overweight. Yes. And then he and then he picks up the bra and he looks at it. He's like, oh, I love my job. Like, you got to know whose bra this is. There's four people that live in this whole building. And he's a very self-hating dude. He has a thing and he hates himself for it. <laughs> he finds her super hot and he is, no, is embarrassed. That it? Okay. I think that's what we got going on here. It just seemed weird that he'd be like oogling the bra for somebody he doesn't. Like, he's got to know whose it is. Listen, man, he's he's a complicated character. <laughs> he hey. has a rich inner life <laughs> yes. that you don't understand. All right. Um, so he, <laughs> he hears the dryer going, and he opens it up, and it's like he reaches in, and he screams, and apparently it's because he grabbed a hot shoe. A hot sneaker. <laughs> That means it's not a cat scare. I'll give it that. It's true. If a cat had jumped out of there, it would have been at least kind of funny. Yeah, I would have. I would have laughed at that. But uh, sure, he he screams because of that, and uh, it's like, oh, okay, he's not going to get eaten by a critter. Oh, yes, he is. And a critter jumps out, grabs him. He screams again, and we think he's going to get away. This yeah, time. this I actually like. I like this scene a lot. It was interesting. It's good fight. He picks up a screwdriver. He start, we see a blood splatter on the ground, yeah. and he starts stabbing the cr- the screwdriver. And we see the green splatter on the ground, and it's pretty violent for uh for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good tussle. And but it turns out that there is more than one critter down there. there there's always more than one. Exactly. None I mean, of these movies is called Critter. <laughs> Just like roaches. If you see one, there's a thousand yep. that you don't see. Uh, so he does. He stabs it, but it's it's one of the tenacious ones. It's not one of the ones that you can step on and they explode. <laughs> so it proceeds to eat him. A buddy finishes him off, rolls up and eats his face. Dad continues to be a bummer to his daughter and she's sad. All he wants to do is watch TV, but his TV... <laughs> Breaks. It doesn't work. So she's like, we can all play a game together. And he's like, get me a battery-operated TV. Okay, admittedly, he's being a dick here. Yeah. Uh, but also, she's really annoying. So oh, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, I all just right. spent all week crammed in a car with you. Just Give me some time let off. Let me watch one TV show yeah. after eating dinner, for yeah. fuck's sake. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> the she she leaves because she's feeling left out she's like dad doesn't want to play with me as a teenage girl not being able to talk to my dad is the worst thing ever i'm a typical teenager and uh so she meets the uh, she meets rosie I'll in the talk hallway to rosie in the hallway mm-hmm. and rosie throws more laundry down there and we get a great cutaway to a crate wearing her bra as a hat and like it's fucking cute as hell and he looks up the laundry chute and sees Rosie and says, ah, dessert. <laughs> and then he does not only a spin dash, but an upward spin dash. He, so he, does he starts, spin he starts dash. winding up and then shoots himself up the laundry chute. <laughs> but she closes the lid in time. Bonk. Bonks him. He falls back down. There it is. Again, there... We have this this important thing. This is Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic is a crate. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah, absolutely. Wake up, sheeple. 
They've given us all the clues, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> tails has two tails. Like, I'm, there's two bounty hunters. <laughs> I'm, am I, I can't be the only one but seeing this, man. But then there's three bounty hunters once they had Charlie, so they bring Knuckles in. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yep. It's all there. It's all there for for anybody who's willing to look. So, a phone rings, and a critter picks it up and does his best to answer it. (laughs) He's he's talking into it, making little cute little critter noises. That's fun. (laughs) Frank's boss is on the other end. He's like, if you're making critter noises, I'm going to fire you. It isn't funny to make critter noises at your boss. Oh, you're in trouble. And it's like, dude, come on. It, oh, this, first is where, off, this is where we see it, who it is, too, right? I think so. I think we, we see that it's Leo's dad from yeah. the beginning. And Leo is playing a Game Boy in a dark car. Great job. Hey, listen, I wouldn't even call that a goof. I would call that he hates his dad. <laughs> and, you know, it's like wearing headphones with no wires. You know what I mean? Like, just like... I'm just, I'm putting my headphones on and I'm pretending. You can't even see the game. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Now it seems like I don't have to talk to you because I'm doing something. And I, I totally believe that because. Fuck that dude. He does hate him and for good reason. Okay. he keeps calling him sport. (laughs) My mother called me sport once. (laughs) Once. Once. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, as someone who's called boss and chief all day long, I can see... Uh, I, can I see... only call you that sarcastically. Oh, that's fair. No, but customers call me that a lot, and yeah. it makes me want to lock them into a room with a bunch of critters and let them get eaten, so... Uh... Hey, boss, what can you rub me on this thing? <laughs> oh, God. Hey, chief, can you help me get something down over here? We Nothing ever comes. This isn't ever good from people calling you boss or chief. No, know? it's never good. Well, probably it's just good at being a storekeep because they're probably not going to give you money. Yeah, I guess. So that's, I guess that's sort that of good. That part's good. I, I mean, it's better than kid, I guess, like the Boston thing where everybody's <laughs> called kid. Fuck that. Um, I'm but a Cincinnati kid. I will say that I don't think anybody thinks of when somebody says chief, like nobody thinks of it. I'm like. You know, like I, to me, that word doesn't have like some sort of Native American connotation no. in my head. But you know that that's definitely what it is, and it's practically a slur. Huh? Like when somebody says "chief," and here's you know what? Listen, I'm diverting for really fast. I'll try to do this as fast as possible. Boo, lead singer of Covered in Bees. Yeah. Thank you, Covered in Bees, for the theme song. Uh, I like that uh, my guy. band, uh, and um, he was working at Granny's. And he was, he always called people chief. He was like, like, all right, hey, chief, what do you want? And he was like, turned. A guy walks through the door and he goes, hey, chief, what do you want? He turns around. The guy's in full Native American regalia. Oh. And he was the tour manager for uh, Sawyer Brown. Fuck. So two guys, two country Western dudes. Two famous country western, okay. uh, a country western duo that were super, like Boz and Scruggs or some shit like yeah. that. But he was their tour manager, and he looks over and he just goes, "Oh, like he was like he, it uh, registered to him in his head what he had just done." Yep. And the dude was like, "It's okay, you didn't see me." Mm. And he was like, "Yeah, but I never used that term ever again." <laughs> That was that was the last time yep. he ever called anyone chief. So, heads up, 
Just to anybody who is thinking it might be cool to call somebody chief. There is a there is a good reason to steer clear of that phrase. Unless you're a cop and you're talking to your boss. I mean, because then that, you're still a cop well, talking to your boss. But that's that's the, but that's the thing because to a certain extent, I think some people are like you know chief like Chief O'Hara yeah. or you know like, yeah. but that that story has always stuck with me as in <laughs> like oh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. And Boo was like, "Yep, nope, never again." <laughs> anyway, okay, so. Yeah, we we get a uh, he we get this this discussion, and he's like, "I'm so mad that you're I'm so mad that you're talking to me in alien crate language that I'm gonna come down there and fire you myself. I'm gonna take care of things down. I'm gonna at this come building. evict everybody myself too. Hello, it's me, your landlord. I'm here, here to, to evict a- you. <laughs> Why didn't you just? You know how you evict somebody? You put an eviction notice on their door. Yeah. You don't come and talk to them directly. There's a reason. Or hire some nutter butters with a bunch of rats. I mean... (laughs) Sniffing bras in the basement. You you just go there and put a piece of paper on their door. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, well, I mean, you do kind of... There there are things that you need to get done. There's a reason why you can't just evict people. But, but I mean, (laughs) if you... (laughs) But you can just evict people just as easily as you can walk up to them and say, you're evicted for no reason. I've shut off your power. (laughs) Like... All of that shit is totally illegal. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't matter. For he the does purposes. not have very many scruples. No, not at all. So, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, we get the neighbor lady going downstairs. She's eating a donut. She's eating a donut. <laughs> um, but, oh, uh, oh, sorry. Before this, we uh, Charlie... Uh, the Charlie Crystal comes into play where uh, Johnny's with his grandpa and grandpa's like, I've seen this guy before. And he's like, oh, look, that's Charlie. That's the guy. That's the guy that was in the park. And he's like, oh, weird. Oh, and my crystal's glowing green. It says to worry about your, he said to worry about your family when this was glowing. (laughs) Like, oh, so uh, neighbor lady goes downstairs after that whole thing, and she's wearing the best fucking bunny slippers I've oh, ever yeah. seen in my life. I and love them so much. And there's good gags with that when the critters try shooting those. I, I do like love that. that. Like too. the critters are, the only reason she lives is because the critters are focused on those bunnies. Yep. Which I think is a sweet gag. Uh, there's green goop all over her bra, and she's like, that pervert. Yep. Herbert doing what? <laughs> Fooling around Nickelodeon gag with your underwear? Like, what? Like, he's been using rust remover <laughs> on yeah. your bra? Like, I don't know what <laughs> what you think. There's not a lot of things that are that color in the natural world. No. One of them is rust remover, and I literally can't think of anything else <laughs> uh, other than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, pies. So maybe he that was the perverted thing. Uh, maybe he does stuff with those that we don't know about. Anyway... Uh, she finds blood on a shirt and then goes back to the dryer and then a critter pops out of the dryer and he sees the slippers and he's like, fuck, ah! I'm going to get these guys. Shoots a <laughs> quill into them and she drops the bleach that she's carrying. Which burns him. I mean, probably just because bleach burns him. It really, it burned too much for it to be, it was a, again, this was another script writing mistake. It's like something that you would you would learn. Oh, it this was, kills them. They can use this exactly. later on. Like this, nope. Th- they hung a lantern on this way yep. too much with the smoking, uh, because if 
if the fact that he was literally burning from bleach. They're like, oh, we found a quite weak spot. It's like, no, you didn't. No, no, I guess not. Forget it. I mean, it burned his eyeball out, which, I mean, Bleach yep. would do that. It made uh, him look cool. And also made him look super cool. <laughs> He's like the, like the rogue of... Uh, <laughs> or the stripe. Or the... Gotta always bring up the inferior <laughs> critters. No, I refuse, I refuse to pit my love of gremlins against my love of critters. They, are, they exist I like in them two both. separate worlds. Yeah. They, Never the twain can meet unless there's a team up. In which case, <gasps> I'm I'm totally fine with that. Uh, who knows? We got that Gremlins cartoon coming out. Anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, so uh, they find uh, they find Frank dead, and Rosie, the neighbor lady, uh, and Annie find Annie's dad, and they're like. We've got a critter problem in the basement. You gotta, you know, because Annie saves her, drags her up the stairs. Yep. Oh yeah, she then shot blah. a bunch of quills too. She's, which yes, which is different in this movie too. Now all of a sudden their quills don't knock you out; they make you like half stoned. Yeah, yeah. This movie just keeps making up weird shit like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is it is odd. <laughs> I mean, I don't sh- think I don't think we ever saw. No, I guess we did. I mean, we saw got... the, the. They're country strong. The the family. Oh, okay. The they they were country strong. Because the dad this and this just isn't. gets kind of like still like nah. I'll climb that ladder tomorrow. Uh. You see, if they had if they had established that he was like a drug addict or something, yeah. and it was like, oh no, he can he can you know laugh off any of this stuff. His liver's working triple yeah. overtime <laughs> or something. You know, he's constantly used to getting the shit out of his system. He's practically immune to drugs that might have made sense but whatever um there's also a scene of annie beating one of them with a lead pipe which is pretty funny oh yeah uh okay so oh and also there was that great mounted camera shot when she beats it against the wall she's fighting it with oh, the mop yeah, that was cool and they did a like mounted on the end of the camera boom bam 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 that was a really nice kind of like group knocking all the yeah yeah <laughs> very much Except it was also it was shot totally Evil Dead style, where the camera was mounted to the yep. end of the stick. Uh, so, uh, yes, of course we get what I thought was going to be a never-ending scene of Dad being like, "Oh, sure, there's aliens in yeah. the basement," and it was like he starts off doing this. He's like, "Oh, uh huh." Luckily, one pops up soon, <laughs> and then he's like, "She's like, look at her leg, and it's got a giant chunk taken out of it," and he's like. Wow, a rat did that. It's like, God, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, "That, that ate Frank." And, and then he points over. And the critter's just like, "Hey, guys, what's up?" <laughs> I love their little arms. I yeah. Lo- <laughs> you can tell that the Chiodo brothers were mad that they didn't have articulated arms in part two, mm-hmm. and so they've been working on articulated arms <laughs> for these puppets this whole time because they there's constantly little scenes of them going. Hey, yeah, that's what he was always doing. That's their what hands are yeah. going up in the air. It's like, hey, look, I got arms now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Upgrade. I love it. And so uh, the critter in the stairway hisses and poses, which was so yeah. the best. And uh, so now dad gets darted, so he doesn't really have much of a chance to acknowledge the existence yeah, the of Yeah, the dad aliens. and Rosie's both get darted a bunch here, so they, yes. they trip out a little bit later on. Yep. Uh, Annie takes out all four critters by bowling a big metal ash can down the uh, stairs. 
I, I thought that gag could have been clever, but it just it looked stupid. It was weird. It it's was, like the bowl, there's a bowling match on TV, and it's like it syncs up with like she lines up for the shot and goes, but she just throws like one of those trash cans is like pretty light. Yeah, and it just hit them, and then you just see like a mid air shot of them all flying in the air, and it's like, all right, okay. I, it was a little too kiddish that scene for me. Uh, cutting back and forth to it. They for me they would have needed to set up that there was a TV blaring with a bowling game going somewhere else. Yep. To do that cut back and forth because out of nowhere where they're just like, it's bowling, get it? Is it just seemed ridiculous. Yeah. It seemed like totally pointless to me. <laughs> but again, still like the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Evil Landlord has the great idea to cut off the phone lines so that these lazy welfare recipients can't call their social workers. Who does this? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Not even the most evil person does this shit because it doesn't make sense. No, and it's like, as a landlord, it's your responsibility to fix, so you're just making yourself work. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but he's... But he's, I guess who's going to report it because I can't call anybody. Right, and he's also kind of trying to... I don't know. It's like he's showing off for his stepson no, I can see that, to yeah. prove what an asshole he is, or at least how in command of this situation he is. Yep. And he does he does go through that whole thing of like these people are vermin and they just blah blah blah. Like he's just a real he's a real ass face. So whatever. Uh, Leo isn't impressed though, so he just kind of sits in the hallway and rolls his eyes. <laughs> Now he also decides to kill the power to just the basement. I thought he did the whole building. Yeah, he did do the whole building, but yeah. he says basement. I don't huh. get it. Whatever. He does. And then uh, we get Marsha deciding to do the most dangerous thing I've ever seen anyone do. It's probably even dangerous on the set. She lights a fucking road flare and she's walking through holding a road flare, <laughs> which I don't know. Has anybody done that? Have you ever done I that? I have never lit. Let alone inside. I've never even let a road I've never, flare. the idea of I've holding, never even held a road flare. Because you shouldn't hold a road flare because it's dripping magnesium. It seems like it would be really fucking dangerous. I don't know if you've noticed, but Marsha is badass. She is badass. She's <laughs> definitely, she's our Linda Hamilton. Yes. For this movie. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Everybody needs a Linda Hamilton. I was watching another, another review on YouTube where somebody described her as having uh, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell energy. And I was like, oh, oh shit, totally. she does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's definitely mask presenting, so there is that. You know, she's she's a little she's a little mask. I think that was a yeah, YouTube reviewer called Scaredy Cats to, to give credit. Nice. It was fun. Yeah. I like I like <laughs> this character. Yeah, me too. She's awesome. Uh, I am with Chad though, where it goes on a little long when she's upside down. <laughs> it does go on a little long. That gag is infuriating. Uh, it's I funny mean, at first, but it keeps going. It does keep going. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, no, no, no. It's almost like if she didn't say anything, it wouldn't be as bad. But it wouldn't be as funny then, in in theory. True. 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 It'd okay. be very awkward if that scene had no dialogue. <laughs> That's true. That would be <laughs> just really, silent. Yeah. That would be really, really strange. <laughs> Although, if if there was like really heavy soundtrack music on everything else, and then it just cut back to her and it was dead silent, oh. and all you could hear was like the squeaking, the rustle of the squeak. Ah, that would be cool. And then her rustling, like maybe a little bit of energy expenditure, where she's like, <laughs> that would have been good. I think I kind of would have dug that, but whatever. Um, 
So we get our our evil landlord walking through the apartment with a flashlight, looking to evict everyone. He hears the TV going, even though he's cut the power, and this pisses him off. Totally. He is angry. They must have a generator in their apartment. How dare you have a magical generator in your apartment? But we've set up the fact that there is a battery-operated television. We sure have. And this is adorable. (laughs) It sure is. Uh, we've got a little. We've got a couch full of crates <laughs> watching Julia Child spatchcock a chicken. And Love it. It is very fun. They are so excited, and they're all tasted up for some chicken. So it's a bad time for somebody mm. to get locked in a room with them. But, uh, but Dad Leo does that, man. Well, I mean, he doesn't know that there's murderous aliens in the room. He just wants to. He just closes the door because he's sick of and says i wish you were dead (laughs) i mean this is again this is just like ham-fisted storytelling but it works yep i like it uh it's he does say i wish you were dead he does slam the door and dad does get eaten by kreitz because of it somehow that door locks from the inside behind him and he can't get out (laughs) yeah it's fine I'm sure I'm sure it's something to do with his landlord style that that's how the doors work. <laughs> um, Marsha shows up and saves him, but uh, or to to bring Leo out. And he's like, no, I can't. My stepdad's in there and he's being eaten by monsters. <laughs> they go in or actually Marsha just goes in by herself because yep. she's not a jerk. And she's like, nope, we're going to leave because <laughs> he is very dead and he's chock full of crites and we're leaving. So they take off and we're in uh, emergency power mode. So everything is red everywhere we go in the hallways too, which is a cool look. Yeah, it gives, like it. it gives it kind of that aliens kind of like emergency situation lighting or what was that? What's that Spanish zombie movie in the uh, wreck? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that stuff. kind of look. Uh, okay. Uh, do, do, do. Oh, uh, they get a tra- Leo and Marsha get attacked by a crate, and she shoves a flare in its awesome. mouth. Awesome. It was really good. And it lights up his rib cage. Did you see that? <laughs> That's I a beautiful effect. It. And then kicks it down the laundry chute. <laughs> where Which, it la- throwing, throwing a lit flare into the basement is a bad move. <sighs> Your brain's kind of frizzle fried oh, after you've seen Kreitz. <laughs> I mean, really, the first time yeah. it's your first time seeing an alien and they're trying to kill you. Yep. I can see not being a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. No. Makes sense. So now we've got a we now have a ticking clock going because there is a fire starting in the basement with that crate. <laughs> It's a long ticking clock. It uh, really is. This this building the, the, is this, this city's fire department is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also know that this landlord sucks. So there's no sprinklers in this building. There's no fire alarms in this building. And again, since we've been we've already been introduced to the idea that this guy is a slumlord and is never going to take care of his apartments, the idea that no alarm goes off totally makes sense. Yeah, but they're also in the city. And you're telling me nobody noticed all this flames and smoke coming out of this place that's been burning for like, I don't know, an hour. (laughs) (laughs) This place definitely has a bit of a, uh, like, wolfen area, like the the Bronx in that Reagan-era Bronx kind of look to it, where it's just where you would shoot Italian post-apocalypse movies. Or it's just rubble and nothing (laughs) else around you. Because when they're outside, they're the only people on the street in 
clearly a big city, mm-hmm. a city that I assume is New York. I can't help but assume that's New York because it, it just kind of has that look. Oh, definitely. So, uh, critters take Manhattan. I mean, that's what I assumed <laughs> that this probably was supposed to be called, but you are what they eat is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Which is the subtitle for this one. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry about my squeaky chair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, they get back to the grandparents' apartment, and Grandpa knows the deal. He tells them that the spikes are poisoned. Uh, Dad and Rosie are passed out from the venom. Uh, the Kreitz are Sonic the Hedgehogging against the door. Grandma produces a huge meat cleaver here. And, like, one of those things that's, like, used to break up a hog carcass. Like, this is not a cooking thing. Like, Grandma was working on the kill floor. This is a crazy axe-looking cleaver. So, this is like uh, Buddy's hog cleaver from yes. uh, from Slaughterhouse. From Slaughterhouse, yeah. Like, it is enormous. And she knows how to use it. Uh, Josh goes up on a ladder and finds a crawl space in the attic. Dad and Rosie are too fucked up to move until Annie yells at them. Annie's anger wakes them up somehow. And uh, they all head to the crawl space, which Grandma thinks connects to the elevator, and that's how they're going to get out. This is where Marsha tells everyone that she can hook into the phone lines in the street using her phone company powers. And, you know, that is kind of irrelevant, it turns out. (laughs) But she does her best. Uh, The Krites break in. And there's just enough time for them to get away. And now we get our Gremlins 2 Hungry Heifer crate montage of eating pie and beans. <laughs> Pretty fun. Yes. There's a pie fight at one point. Um, okay. So uh, family goes on the roof or tries to go to the roof while Marsha goes to tap the phone line. They get to the they get to the uh, whatever it is, the trap door for the roof and they hit it a bunch of times and they're like no it's locked and there's this wonderful scene of an unlocked padlock on it (laughs) that they've moved twice and if they'd hit it one more time time. it would have fallen off and it was like you gotta give it to them that was a great that was a great moment uh okay and uh yes there's a josh admits that his stepdad is the evil landlord that was coming to evict the family he didn't want to come, though. It wasn't his idea, which I think should be pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> uh, that he has nothing to do with the landlord duties of this building. Um, the whole time he's playing with that weird bullet full of wires that he stole from Charlie. And again, that's a nothing burger. Yeah. They have a dead parent comparison conversation, and it's <laughs> stupid. But we go back to the Krites, and one of them's eating beans and farting. <laughs> well, uh, okay. One of them's eating beans and swelling up like a balloon and then deflating. And one of them's going, be you. Be you. Uh, there <laughs> this is a, was just like. <clears throat> there's a pie fight. Come on. That's it's great. It's funny, but like it's so lacking in the riotous shit they did at the diner the last time. That it's this, this true. This is just like. I mean, I I feel like this is a budget constrained issue. Oh, I feel like they like, had a lot more went money for the wild last one. the last time, and this one is just like, look, I'm I'm gonna tip over a pot of beans. That's <laughs> true. Uh, when they were dancing, but when the other one was pouring flour on them, that okay, was awesome. that was amazing. Oh yeah, they're just that that little dance scene with the flour, and they're just uh, oh, yep. it's so good. They're one of them's drinking soap, and he burps bubbles. That's mm. great. Uh, okay, 
Grandpa wants to send the kids down the elevator shaft to get them out of the building, but Marsha's going to do something profoundly dumber. <laughs> She's going to walk across the phone lines that are mounted to the side of the building in an attempt to get to the telephone pole. This building is not well maintained, as they have noticed, and probably will not hold her weight. And yep. we find out, of course, that it does not. Uh, they are finally noticing that the building is now actively burning, which you would think at this point, now that there's smoke pouring out of the building, eventually the fire department yeah, might Yeah, where show are they? <laughs> I mean, just there is a window that they can scream out of, which seems like maybe a better move than jumping out onto the phone lines, but that's not the way that we go. Uh, so she goes out and she falls and through some interestingly circuitous circumstances, a wire wraps around her leg. She falls within inches of hitting the ground, <laughs> like so close to the ground that she can touch it. Yep. Yet does not die and is saved from death somehow. And now she's just dangling there right next to a phone booth. Trying to reach the phone. And she's going to spend... The next six hours trying to reach I the wish phone. she never got off that cable. I wish at the end when they were buttoning everything up, she was still hanging upside down. And they hey. were just like, and he just had an arm around her like that. <laughs> oh, I think they just should have cut back to her three weeks later as a skeleton. Oh, yeah. like, just- she's just- <laughs> three years later, and there's just like in the background, they're like, wow, they really did fix up this building. And it's just her corpse <laughs> hanging there with like, <laughs> just bones and yeah. tattered rags. Uh, okay. So the kids are now on their own. And so Annie heads down the elevator sh- elevator shaft against her father's wishes. She sees a rat and falls, but she's already at the bottom. So it was a nothing burger. It was a scare. She climbs into the elevator and it's on now. It was always working. You said a step. Oh, because because what's his nuts? Charlie's foot kicked it. Okay. So the, there's power to the elevator. Yes. But nothing else. Oh, Okay. Yes. Sure. I mean, it does kind of make sense that there would be emergency power to the elevator, even though you're not supposed to take the elevator in case of emergencies, but whatever. It, maybe that makes sense. Um, so uh, she gets out at the second floor, but the freaking building is infested with crites. So she sees one the second she steps out of the elevator. She's totally made. And it does the, like, uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, what is this? Like, Where do they come up with this one now? Like, they keep making up Krite lore in this. Like, I don't know. I liked it, though. Yeah. I liked the... He's in trouble. Black, Blackie's in trouble. Oh, I also, I love that he's, like, probably named after Blackie Lawless from, yeah. <laughs> from Wasp. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, okay, so they all converge on Annie, all of the Krites. But... In typical critters fashion, the second all of the critters show up to kill your hero, a wall explodes. (laughs) And we get Charlie, the fucking dollar store ghostbuster bounty hunter, and he is... He's got a gun with a pinto bean can mounted on it. He somehow has made a space gun using a pinto bean can, and I think that is one of the most wonderful touches of the whole movie, (laughs) is that thing. I I do wish more that he had found the original gun from the other thing and it was patched with things like bean cans. There was, yep. there was like a Maxwell house can or something yeah. like reinforcing the housing or whatever. And it was just he had to repair it and didn't know how to. So he was just fucking around with stuff. Yep. 
that would have been fun. The idea of him coming up with it from scratch is also fun, but it's <laughs> it is a ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. It is so far down the cartoon road. Yep. Like this does. I think this brings us further into cartoon land than any of the other ones. Oh, definitely. So, which is fine. Yeah. I like I like the cartoony shit. So, uh, something happens and the elevator goes up. Charlie kicks the thing or something. I don't know. But uh, Charlie's gun is jammed, and uh, they they climb up onto the top of the elevator. He somehow manages to make it go, and they go all the way to the roof, but... Don't squish. Don't get squished, so... They get out, and they spend a couple minutes doing this thing where uh, she's trying to unjam his gun. Yeah. And the critters are coming up, and... One of the payoffs of that gag with the dish soap is great. Is pretty great. The grandma because, cuts it right in half. Oh, split right down the middle. Sure, I like. I liked the fact that they're like, "Wait, I hear something," and then the in the elevator shaft, a little bubble floats up. Yeah, and it's like, okay, <laughs> you got me, man. That yep. was that was fun. <laughs> uh, and so, critters arrive. They finally fix the thing. They use the bullet that could have been anything else. Again, not the best plot point, but. They do it. They, he blows the critter through the roof, opening the opening the exit that they needed the hatch they needed to get onto the roof, and uh, and the critter goes up into the air, and like a firework and explodes <laughs> into a billion pieces, which was wonderful. Um, now they're on the roof screaming for help, except for Rosie, who's trying to make time with Charlie, which is great. Mm. She's absolutely in love with him. And Johnny's rock starts glowing green as the critter that Josh beat with his stick wakes up. Yep. Uh, It climbs its way out of the door and starts its spin dash, goes for Johnny, the little kid, and Charlie selflessly grabs it like a football in midair. Oh, he forgot to mention Charlie's new stick, too, of doing Tarzan yells all the time. (laughs) I guess that's a thing that he does now. That's a thing he does now. Uh, Yep. (laughs) So he grabs the critter that was on its way to to eat the little kid or knock him off the yeah. building and he dives off the building to save him what happened to that critter that he knocked off did it just fall uh we find out later what happens it was attached to his back it was like biting onto his back when he falls into the car and it breaks his fall oh okay cuz he peels oh, yeah, a right. roadkill <clears throat> critter off his back <laughs> at the end which was kind of a good gotcha move. um so, Charlie's alive, holding on to a flagpole, which he's slowly letting loose. We see that he's still got his little sheriff's badge for continuity or whatever, <laughs> and he falls into the RV, and that's when we find that there's a critter stuck to him. He also just totally ignores that lady that was hanging from the... <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't care. Everybody does. <laughs> oh Yeah, that's totally true. Uh, he's a little shaken up, cartoon style, but not too much. He peels the cartoonishly squashed critter off his back, and he's like, all right. Then the firemen finally show up. <laughs> finally. But like after the in again in typical critters fashion, we cut to the next day before we get our resolution. Yep. It's always like we're not going to have our ending at nighttime. Mm. It's always got to be in the day. It's always got to be a really positive spin on something yep. and then it's bright out and I don't know. Something nice about it? I don't know what it is, but um Sitting in the back of the emergency vehicles, Leo and Annie make date plans because they realize that they've been through so much shit together 
They'll never have a normal relationship. They should just go do something normal, like go to the movies. They might as well get married now yeah. at 12 because <laughs> they're never going to find anyone that understands what they've been through. And they really have no choice. Yeah. So they might as well settle <laughs> at this point. Um, let's see. Dad quits his railroad job for reasons that I don't understand. He's going to work at the phone company he's like, and he's going to be closer to home with the kids. Sure. Okay. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, the He's wife changed his ways. And then in more of this typical critters, happy ending shit, <laughs> the wife of the landlord, she's like, ah, my husband is dead. And I guess that means that I'm here to give you all a present. Yeah. You know, you can all live in a hotel. There's a relocation Yeah, yeah. And so she's going to be a good landlord. And that's I don't know. It's fine. So. All of these happy ending things, and everybody says their happy ending end part, and then we cut drastically. This is neat. To this ending that looks like the beginning of a Columbo episode, mm-hmm. where they're like, credits, then something drastic happening with eerie music, credit, freeze everything. Freeze frame. <laughs> and it's, but this time it's Charlie. He's in the basement looking for extra crate eggs. And he finds them. And he finds them. He opens the dryer, there's two eggs in there, and he's about to ice them when he gets a call on his comm device that he apparently still had and didn't use it to fucking call Ugg when he (laughs) found out that there were critters on Earth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Charlie, what the hell? A big laser shoots out I also like that he was going to shoot the crite eggs that he just found. Yeah. Instead of just, like, stepping on them. (laughs) It's more dramatic. I'm going to blow up this whole laundry room. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably a gas dryer, too. Jeez, Charlie. Um, also, the fire started in that basement, and it doesn't look all that bad. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> big laser projector shoots out like like in Aliens, like at the beginning of Aliens when they find Ripley's ship. It's the smoke and the laser. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's being contacted by Ugg, or is it? Because you don't know. Because it could be anybody. Because they all have weird melty faces. But he's being told that he's in violation of intergalactic law and that he can't kill these last two Krite eggs. Because they're the last Krites in the entire galaxy. So he's being they're being sent a a pod and he needs to load them up in the pod and they'll be retrieved and sent someplace safe. And it's to be continued right at the end. And we will continue it next week. And next week, we will to be continued it. <laughs> yeah. So, that. yeah, I, I hated this when I watched it the other day. I wouldn't say hate. Yeah. But, like, it's, I was just like, oh, my gosh. I remember renting this movie a lot and loving it, loving it, loving it. And then watching it the other night, I was just like, ah, I mean, this is fun. But yeah. and then I can also see how I would think it would be much better of a movie when I was 12. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's but, the thing, is that it is a very, like, this is... This is the most kids movie version of the It is, the and they also franchise. make the kids badass. The kids are always mad at their parents yeah, and yeah. swearing at their parents and wishing their parents... So it's just like, you get that rebellious kid action and the badass kid action to it that yeah. you relate to when you're a kid. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the... The kids are the audience surrogate in this one. Yeah. And it didn't... I mean, the first one, the kid is the main character, but you still aren't like... You're not experiencing the movie through his eyes, really, I don't think. Yeah. In the same way that you kind of are with Annie in this movie. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it definitely has a YA vibe to it, but it's 
it's still a critters movie and I still love it and I love the puppets and I love the effects and I love all the dumb lore that goes with it. Oh yeah. And I mean there's a reason why people are obsessed with these movies. Yeah. Why people were obsessed enough to get a a new one made or a web series or whatever you want to call the new we'll thing. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean it's it's worth it. It's a yep. it's a worthwhile franchise and I I really I really wish that people had the I don't know. I just wish people could see that there is a big budget movie in this to be made. Mm -hmm. That like if if New Line were to invest, you know, 35 million, 40 million. Do it right with awesome puppets. Into doing it right, that this could be a big movie that people would go see. And I think between the name recognition, the fact that it has a diehard fan base already, and just the fact that it's something that you could do really well now. I don't know. I think, I think they could make a fortune. Yep. And honestly, it's one of those movies where the back end could totally recoup all of your money because you can sell your Krite puppets for astronomical amounts of money for being screen used. After the fact, yep. they're worth like $20,000 a piece at the end of filming this movie. Oh, if you do it right, yep. you know what I mean? Like if it becomes a, a huge movie, then they're then the props become hugely valuable. So do it. Just give us a special thanks credit. Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> Although I do remember that whole time when back in the day when you could buy the crates that were on the big ball. Yep. Like when I had when a hundred dollars seemed like a lot of money to me and was something out of my range, I knew how to buy a critter for a hundred dollars <laughs> that was screen used in critters too. Those days are long gone, oh, yeah. tragically. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, amazing. Whatever. It's Critters. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to do another one next week. Yes. Excellent. So uh, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. Rate and review us. We would super, super, super appreciate it. It is very helpful and helps us keep making these things. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and buying things at Coast City Comics. Really CoastCityComics.com. Buy- buying stuff at Coast too. City is really how it helps me because that's the financial impetus for me to continue this. And if you happen to be like, hey, I listen to the podcast, you know, in your in your order. Hey, you know, I would appreciate that, too. And maybe I'll give you something for free. Who yeah. knows? Like, I'm like that kind of person. Gum. Like I might chew some gum and stick it on the package. <laughs> uh I might have like half a soda left. Like, oh, I, like, might, mug root like beer. I might have some mug root beer. Yeah, just that pour I could, that in the back. I could just pour some mug root beer <laughs> over your comics. Uh, but yeah, somebody build a skateboard or something. I don't know. Whatever. Get, <laughs> get some of the things that we sell. We sell a lot of cool shit. Uh, anyway, uh, Matt, you can be found. Oh, Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Do it. Uh, and uh, that's great. We will see you next week. For Good Critters night. 4. Critters 4. Paces. Bye.